Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Underground. I'm your host, Frank Salvato. Today we're talking to Kathy Chamberlain. She is a mutual friend of uh, Captain Matt Bruce and I. And I've been known Matt for since eh, 2001. Uh, I'm a regular on his show Mondays and Fridays on the Captain's America Third Watch, which is syndicated nationally. And, and as I found out yesterday, just uh, we now have three million listeners a show, so it's a it's been a long, long road. But uh, congratulations to the captain! I'm glad to be a part of it. Kathy, welcome to the underground. Um, I'm glad to have you here, and I hear that you're a, you're a neighbor of Matt's. Yes, thanks for having me on uh, on your podcast, uh, Frank. I really appreciate it. And yes, I am. We're like right across the street. It's amazing. Uh, never uh, knew each other before my book came out. <laughs> Yeah, you would say he goes, a small world, Frank. I hear Kathy's going to come on the podcast. She literally lives across the street. And I'm like, well, hey, you know, conservatives have to stick together. Um, The book that you have is Rules for Deplorables. Uh, I, I had a chance to to get into it. It's a meaty book. It's a it's a good informational book, an educational book, but it's also a almost like a tactical manual. I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit about what's in it, um, how people can can use it to affect things in their own their own uh, their own situations politically, and and why it's a a really good roadmap to help get the country back on track. Yes, well, I actually, uh, years ago, I was a bleeding heart liberal, believe it or not. And I lived for many years in the uh, Los Angeles, Southern California area. 
And then I uh, gravitated my way over here to Florida and became a licensed building contractor. And a couple of, uh, about a year and a half uh, ago, I was uh, inspecting roofs after Hurricane Irma hit and um, literally fell into my book because my ladder took a slide to the left and I fell backwards and broke my back in a couple places, both my wrists. So I was wow. unable to reach. Oh, yeah. I was I was not able to return back to my um, uh, for 20 years. I was doing a lot of remodeling and that sort of thing. So uh, but I'd always been put politically involved. And when I gravitated uh, over to Florida, I had already served on the Ross Perot campaign uh, uh, committee back in the 90s. So that's kind of what what got me going towards the uh, conservative. And uh, he did so. When after I was in rehabilitation from this accident, I kept thinking about a book that I had read many years ago when I was a liberal, mm -hmm. uh, which was written by the father of community organizing, Saul Alinsky, which I'm sure many of your listeners um, have probably heard of him. But Saul Alinsky wrote a book back in the early 70s called Rules for Radicals. And at the time, I was a radical, so it all made sense to me. So I really had a pretty good feel for what uh, how radicals operate and what kind of um, what kind of rules they follow. And so as I was recouping and watching the news, especially this stuff about the Russia collusion stuff, um, I just kept getting more angry and more angry at um, conservatives for not fighting back against this stuff that that's being thrown at us. And I realized that. They, we don't because a lot of conservatives have no idea about Alinsky, his book, and the 13 tactics that he wrote in his book, which are mainly were written to, uh, I guess you could say, to buff, buffer up uh, Cloward Piven's strategy papers. And I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Cloward Piven, but they were a um, they were a husband wife sociologist team out of Columbia University back in the 60s, and they started writing strategy papers on how to overwhelm our systems, starting with welfare, um, to such a degree that uh, the country would transform into a socialist one. That was their intended plan back then. So they started kind of working hand in hand with Alinsky once he started writing his rules for radicals, these tactics be, became something that the left started following as a way of advancing the Cloward Piven strategy uh, or the, their strategies. And so later on, as a matter of fact, this is kind of really weird. A lot of people don't realize this, but when Cloward Piven started to attack our welfare systems, the most incredible thing happened. They thought that they were going to get a lot of pushback from the Democrats and the Republicans. They were very surprised to find out that the Democrats asked to join their cause mm -hmm. uh, as a way of getting more votes from the minority groups. And that's kind of how all of that started. You know, when I when there are certain books that I tell all my listeners and readers uh, and the people I work with when I do political campaigns that they have to read 
and, and they have to understand one of them is rules for radicals uh, another one is uh, fabian freeway by rose martin that chronicles the uh the, the rise of the progressive movement uh, and the fabian progressives over in europe mm-hmm. and one is boss by mike royko uh, who was a writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, uh, who chronicles how the machine worked in Chicago. And it has come become quite apparent to me that the Alinsky playbook has worked spectacularly for the left in this country. It, it is, if they follow uh, the tactics used and use that arsenal uh, the way that it should be used, they usually end up moving the country incrementally, incrementally to the left. What the what I'm shocked at, and and this is where I was intrigued by your book, is that the right, for whatever reason, ha- has just not evolved into the thinking of if it works for the left, these tactics in their base root can work for the right. I, I've run two campaigns down here in the Panhandle, and I've employed those tactics in these in the primaries, and they work to an outcome of a two to one victory. Good for you. Yes, that's what we've got to do. And I'll tell you, I've, I think I figured it out, but I could be wrong. But what happens is the left knows that uh, they're, for example, uh, one of their tactics is ridicule is man's uh, most potent weapon. So what happens is as soon as the conservatives start uh, start pushing back, they the left comes back with their fifth tactic and they start doing the you're racist you're a xenophobe you're a mm-hmm. homophobe you're a, i mean and and then the the conservatives back down because the left is so good at what they do they just keep getting louder and louder and of course they've got the media behind them that uh, echoes their their every uh, accusation um, as, as, as as well as the education system yes you're right about that yeah. and and that was all part of their intentional, the Coward Piven plan as well. Um, and we've let them get away with that for so many years. And we've lost a generation. I'm convinced we've lost the millennials. I don't know how we can get them back. Not all of them, obviously, um, but a good a good bit of them. Yeah, it's it is. We haven't we ha- we didn't believe that we needed to have skin in this game because we thought that capitalism itself would would evolve in people's minds as they grew older when they, when they worked hard and they saw what they were getting back in return from it then it would move them away i did the old saying of if you're if you're not liberal when you're young and and conservative when you're old there's something wrong with you um when you have an overwhelming number of uh, of outlets in the media in the education realm now starting to outwardly attack capitalism as something that is equal to greed and they and they don't under and they don't explain and nobody's pushing back saying well you know if if somebody's got a successful business that creates jobs and the wealth actually gets spread around the uh, you know then you get your ocasio cortezes who who don't understand it and truly believe what they're spouting the the ridiculous stuff that they're spouting so yeah we've we've absolutely abdicated responsibility to an entire generation of kids we've told everything they do is great right and the, and these kids keep getting told that there's uh, that it's crony capitalism okay but what they don't realize is well there's crony liberalism there's crony um socialism there's cronies in every ism 
Um, but which is the best outcome? And 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 they don't understand what real socialism actually means. I go through in my book, as a matter of fact, chapter two is um, called Viva la Revolucion. And it's all about AOC and her uh, generation. And it, it um, compares what's happened with Venezuela, because in, tw- in less than 20 years, Back in 99, when Hugo Chavez was was elected and he was elected for the same stuff that Bernie uh, Sanders and and really the whole panel of these Democrats now are spewing off all this free stuff. And and people voted for him. And slowly, 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 he actually turned the entire Supreme Court of their country uh, completely to the left. And uh, to the point where they lost their gun rights, they don't have any guns anymore. They they were facing a, when they when they took away their sec their version of the Second Amendment, folks, uh, gun owners were facing 20 years in prison if they didn't give up their guns. I wonder how many of us would keep our guns when faced with 20 years of prison. I mean, this is what we have to look forward to if we don't turn this ship around now while we still can. Oh yeah, when you're when you especially this generation. I'm gonna go. You said we've lost one generation. Hell, I think we've lost two. Um, uh, if they were faced with 20 years in prison or or give up your weapons, I don't know how many how many of the millennials and the Gen Xers would actually say, "I'm gonna fight for this." Well, yeah, they wouldn't. We would. <laughs> but yeah. but they wouldn't. We know that they don't even have guns. They don't want guns. They want. They're the ones who want to take our rights away as well so it's scary i'm talking to kathy chamberlain about her book rules for deplorables um and where can they get the book kathy well they can go to my website it's available through amazon.com um as well as um 39,000 distributors uh, retail distributors worldwide so if they wanted to order it from uh, Barnes and Noble for example they can do that but if they go to my website they'll have all sorts of options it comes in uh paperback plus ebook and I'm coming out with the audiobook version very soon within the next couple of weeks but they can go to uh, www.rulesfordeplorablesbook.com and you're listening to The Underground. My name is Frank Salvato, and we're talking to Kathy Chamberlain. So when people get this book, when they, when, when they get it, it, it it's, it's not like a manual. You're giving some education to the people about background, about why things have progressed the way they have, uh, showing how these tactics actually delivered us to the place that we are. What in the book can people come to expect about how to get out of the mess that we're in? Yeah, good question. Thanks for letting me explain that, too. What I've done, I wanted to really simplify this whole idea because um, it it can get very complicated and then people just tune out. So I took one tactic per chapter. So there's 13 chapters that deal directly with each tactic. And I really explore the tactic and break it down and explain to people what that tactic is and how it works in the real world. So I take a current event for example, chapter four is is called White Men Can't Judge, and it takes tactic number four, which is make the enemy live up to their own book of rules. And I used Judge Kavanaugh's um, uh, proceedings to explain how the, the left used that tactic to break that man's reputation down because he is such a morally... Uh, upstanding 
uh, member of our community, they attacked that. That's what they'll go after and, and attacked his own book of rules by breaking his own reputation down. And, and so, and then at the end of each chapter, I kind of uh, follow that up with what, how we can use those tactics against how we can recognize them. That's the, that's the utmost important importance, Frank, because our president is using these tactics every single day. I recognize it. I'm sure you probably recognize mm-hmm. it, but uh, so many Americans don't. And so they get really upset with him. And you hear people saying he's not presidential. You know, he's mean. He needs to back off. That's not at all what he needs to do. He is doing the exact right thing. My chapter eight is trick or tweet. And that's all about his tweeting and how it's so effective, because if they call us racist, 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 we have to turn around and call them racist, 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 racist back. That's the only way to beat their ugly games. Now, here's a here's a question for you. Uh, It just kind of popped into my head. I've got my belief on it. But because you're so because you you did your genesis was from the left and you've made the, the transformation over to the right. Um, it's, it's a question worth, worth hearing your answer to. Do you believe that they're still following these tactics as a manual or has it become so ingrained into the, into the, the ideology of the left that they just do it by nature? Uh, that's another good question. Um, I'm quite certain that there is a core group of the left that is driving everything and they are, they are driving these tactics where the followers don't even know they're following it, like the Ocasio-Cortez. I'm not sure how much she really knows. Now, she was a community organizer in Boston U, where she gra- uh, graduated from, and she was very, very uh, a, a big activist there. So she may know them and know exactly how to play the game, but most people don't. You see, they're just like like Rush calls their sheeple. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they just don't realize that they're actually playing these tactics at all. You know, and that's uh, people need to read. I can't restate this enough, and I do it all the time on Math Show. People need to understand that uh, that Ocasio Cortez did not grow up underprivileged. She grew up in, in a in an upper middle class neighborhood with parents that were actually that actually had the wherewithal to send her to a very good college. So when she talks about the the struggles and all and all that, she she doesn't have that experience behind her. This is all stuff that she has either read about or been led to believe. Um, this is one of the things that uh, that true kingpins on of the progressive left like to cultivate is people who believe they know what they're talking about because they are dependent on the truth that the kingpins give them. Yeah, I agree totally. And, you know, here's here's a woman who now that she's reached what she has preached and talked and and, and really kind of uh, argued against the capitalist pig, if you will, <laughs> you know, the way they were called in the in, in my days. Um, but but now that she's kind of reached that, you don't see her giving up one ounce of uh, or one penny of what she's making. Um, so, you know, it, they're just so hypocritical and people have got to really uh, understand that, too. The her whole um, thought of this, the Green New Deal is there. She's got and the left is driving this. They've got one thing in mind only, and that is to overwhelm our systems, to transform us into a socialist state. That is their purpose. And to them, they will reach that by any means necessary. That's an Alinsky directive. 
Mm -hmm. um, and, and to them, this is war, nothing short of it. They're not going to stop until they do. It was interesting because as I did my research, I ran, I kept running into this magazine called Jacobin magazine. Mm -hmm. Have you ever mm -hmm. heard of that? I, I have. Okay, well, I thought to myself, well, now that's obviously the Democratic Socialists uh, of America. Um, they, that, that's who they follow. And the interesting thing is I looked up Jacobin because I didn't know what the word meant and, um, and found out that it actually was uh, from the French Revolution uh, during Robespierre. And the Jacobins were a very uh, virulent uh, activist group um, that as soon as they got the power and, and they fought to get power, uh, and once they got the power, uh, then it, it, the entire system, uh, fell apart. And, and, and so, and, but the left follows their whole ideology to the point of naming their magazines that and their movement basically. But the DSA is growing, uh, just by volumes ever since Bernie Sanders announced, um, back in 2016. And, um, We've got to stop it. It's get, it's gotten to a point where I I mean I'm so desperate to get this word out, and I and I'm so thankful to people like you who let me share what's actually happening. There's it should be pointed out that when Kathy talks about the 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 revolution in France, where where Jacobin is actually the genesis of that of that word that they named their magazine after. Once they achieved their goal over there, they started executing people. That's right. Exactly. It, you know, when you look at when you look at Venezuela, as we talked about a little bit earlier, when when they they start to execute people, when when well, they well, first they when, take their weapons away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what they makes, them. It, makes it a little easier, you know. Uh, but these when these people get control because of the you know, I, I've tried to explain this to, to for getting on almost twenty years now. It'll be twenty years in in in. 2021 that once progressives get control because they don't recognize the inalienable rights that the creator have set forward that's right they, they believe government gives and takes rights away they can justify these things like we have to call the herd this is it when you when you look at margaret sanger in the in the beginning of the progressive movement here in the united states you know exactly. they want to talk in the 20s yeah, they want they want to talk about her being the mother of Planned Parenthood. Well, if you get into her, what she was actually saying and writing and reading, she believed people with with mental health conditions should be should be executed. She she euthanized. I mean, she yeah, she yeah. wanted to get rid of a whole race, the black race. Yeah, this was a eugenics on, and she was the mother of eugenics. So they try to paint her as nice. She was a she was she was kind of a beast. So, she was very, very evil, and um, and uh, minorities don't realize, you know, the Planned plan Parenthood, that's why we've got to stop funding Planned Parenthood. It's absolutely ridiculous because um, the, uh, the, the whole point of Margaret Sanger's movement, which did lead into Planned Parenthood, uh, was to uh, pretty much exterminate minorities. I mean, that was within, that was something that she wrote about. That was her her whole plan. And you know what? She has, she has achieved and succeeded wildly at that. And, um, and, and black folks that have no idea, not all of them, obviously, you know, but most people have never heard of the woman. 
Yeah, this is this is where I like to point this out, and these are this is by the words of of, of some of Adolf Hitler's henchmen. What they did during World War II was nothing new to them. They didn't invent all of these things. They actually pointed back to when it comes to propaganda, propaganda to Bernays over in the United States. They pointed to the eugenics movement in the United States that the progressives brought over at the turn of the century. They're, That's exactly right. You know, so the progressives, they, they love calling people Nazis, but the yeah. Nazis actually took their tactics and implemented them with, with wild abandon over there, where we, where we are just shocked and, 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 and sickened by things like the Holocaust and the way that the Nazis took over Europe and, and the way they ruled in, in a draconian way. They learned from what the progressive movement did over here. That's exactly right. You know, so it it's we, we've got to be careful with this with this dogma because it is it is not about preserving our rights. It's about them taking control of what the definition of a right is. Kathy Chamberlain, I'd like to have you back, and maybe we can go through uh, some of the specific chapters. Uh, to better explain to people exactly what this threat is and how we can use it to reverse things that are happening here if it can happen. I would absolutely love to. Please have me back anytime. Kathy Chamberlain, the book is Rules for Deplorables. And Kathy, can you give them the website? www.rulesfordeplorablesbook.com You've been listening to The Underground. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll talk to you next time. This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company, makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at EmeraldCoastTeaCompany.com. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, like us, and share us with your friends. The Underground USA podcasts can be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, and accessed through the Himalaya podcast app for all your smart devices. This podcast is a production of Underground USA, accessible at undergroundusa.com. You're listening to the Underground Podcast Network.